Why don't you tell me a little bit about the genesis of the band, you know, uh, of this band, not Genesis, but, um, um, because <laughs> um, I know that one already. So, um, tell me a little bit about growing up and, you know, how you got into it. You know? Sure. Yeah, we, so like Jake said, we were friends first, like, by far, for a long time, since, like, dating back to preschool, some of us. And this is Matt talking. Yeah, this is Matt talking, <laughs> sorry. Uh, some of us went to Austin Road here in Maypac, some of us went to Fulmer Road, and then once we got to middle school, high school, we kind of just convened into one group. You found each other? Found, yeah, I would just say through the means of like friends of friends, right. and we all kind of just like uh, gelled well together, and whether it was like sports or camps, uh, camps maybe. yeah, I wouldn't say it was music at all at the start, but like... <laughs> Uh, what was the sports and what was the second one? Camp yeah. Sycamore. Oh, Camp yeah. Sycamore. Yeah, that's where boys become yeah. men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't ask anymore. <laughs> uh, and I'd say by by high school we were really like a, uh, a squad. Yeah. yeah. And uh, by the end of high school, Jake had particularly shown a lot of interest in uh, doing music, like at least uh, at the college level. He's going to do studio production and. We were in a group uh, in Maypac High School called Illusion, a few of us, oh. which is uh, basically a giant concert performance. Yeah, no, we cover it every year, yeah, and, yeah, and I've awesome. been to a few of them there. It's, so, uh, it's yeah. amazing how much talent is here in Maypac. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And it gives you the opportunity to like perform in front of like 800 to 900 people, whatever it is in the crowd, which is uh, awesome to do in high school. And Were you the same band in Illusion? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> just, just Different name? These two didn't play instruments. They learned instruments to be in the band. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 If you want to say just the actual like, genesis of the band, like starting in yeah, college. I mean, at the end of the day, so it was... So uh, say we, who's talking. Oh, this is Jake. Okay. And uh, Yeah, so at the end of the day, uh, we had a high school band. It wasn't much. It was just a little bit of, a little bit of fun. And uh, we did some covers. We had like one original song. And basically, uh, what Matt, were you called back then? Oh man, <laughs> we, were, we were called Blanco Nino. Blanco Nino. Yeah, and it sounds like because uh, I didn't know Spanish at the yeah. time, and, and I've now found out so it translates white to white child. kids, white child, whatever. Yeah, it's terrible. We just got it from a video, a phony video. Uh, I do regret it, and, uh, <laughs> but no. But basically, we just had we weren't really serious, and yeah. uh, I think I was uh, towards the end of the road of that. I was starting to actually write. And uh, it's at the time you're writing like your like first stuff. It's kind of like a bit embarrassing to show your friends. Yeah, and just play uh, for your cat. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. but no, Matt Matt would back me up and he'd hear me out, which is always and still does it, which is a beautiful thing. And uh, we stuck, we've always stuck with each other. So we uh, were lifeguards one year, and we had conceived the idea of making a, a new band. Cause we were going under my name. I finally released it under Jake Stam. Mm -hmm. But that's just ridiculous because that's just not really who we're all just. We've always been a group. Right. So we finally decided let's make a band. Start, start from scratch and uh, friends did you say hey like we need a bass player and a guitar well player? kind of so so we were we were shooting band names and we would like make like five a day no matter how ridiculous they were mm -hmm. and eventually uh, friends of the fall stuck um, and basically me and Matt were together we wrote all the songs it was our sophomore year of college and uh, were you in the same college no, no he went to UMass and I went to SUNY Purchase how do you write when you're that far away mm -hmm. yeah. modern yeah. technology yeah you know? just <laughs> but uh, I think I wrote the first two EPs, I wrote a bulk of it, and then it, it, Wild in Our Ways, our last EP that we just released, is very special because it was finally just a, a unit. So you're just sending files back and forth to each other? Yeah, 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 exactly. It, it was mainly Jake would come like with full ideas, and I would come with contributions, yeah. with like 
you know, layout-wise or drum parts or anything it is that I could do to help, like, push the songs forward. It's very, a lot of rhythmic help because he understands a lot of stuff that I don't in terms right. of, like, rhythmic, like, dictation and everything. So, uh, basically, after that, we, after we had the EP re released, uh, recorded, etc., we actually, like, we knew Don, who's not here, he couldn't be here because he went into a pizza and wings coma. Yeah. And, uh... He's your keyboardist. Yeah, he's a yeah. keyboardist. So he is... Just one of the most, like, the songs we write don't match his ability. He is so talented, it's unbelievable. Yeah. He's, he's a classically trained pianist, and, like, I do my best to try to write parts to get to that level, but right. it, you can only do your best. So, um... He, Does he take what you do and kind of embellish it? Yeah, oh, yeah. oh my God, he, yeah. he's fantastic. So, basically, he, we begged him to join, because he was in the high school band, but there were no piano parts, we didn't know anything about piano. Right. So he was just standing there, and one day he walked out, rightfully so. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and basically now, uh, we begged him, he came in, he didn't, now is probably one of the most, we're all, it's, you're the sum of the parts, we're all so needed. One person goes away, this whole thing collapses. Right. So um, at this point, we, he, we got him, and then one day for Dan... Yeah. Uh, we were road tripping. We were road tripping. Uh, yeah, we went to like Cape Cod. This is, this is Dan National Walsh Park. speaking. Yeah, yeah. Dan the resident bass player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know how it happened. I don't know if I asked or they asked me or like what. Like almost you were on a road trip or something? Yeah, we were on a road trip, like just like got a vacation, kind of like a weekend thing. We went to Block Island and Cape Cod and Acadia. Yeah. And just some something came up where it's like we had a show booked at the end of August. August yeah, like my birthday. August 25th. It was probably like June or May. And um, somehow I was asked or asked to join as the bass player. And Jake was like, I'll teach you. Don't worry. Like, Were you like, I know nothing about yeah, the bass? Yeah, oh, I knew nothing about the bass. I remember the first time like, I put it on in Jake's basement. I was like, what is this? Because like, you're just like so... The first time you put on a guitar, like try to like, press it like and actually play it, you're like, what is happening? So right it's now? not... You didn't not only knew not how to play bass, you didn't know really much about music at all. Not really, no. We always could listen to it. Yeah, we always joked that I played trumpet for most of it <laughs> until eighth grade. And honestly, just like counting measures was like all I did. The, the first uh, show especially, like I would just do like whole notes and be like, one, two, three, four, two, two. Like, I was and like, that was it, dude. When, I, when I asked you to play, I think I, I, think yeah. I did ask you, or we asked you, because yeah. the whole thing was that... It's it's been since the beginning. We're best friends, etc. We didn't want to get a random kid on stage. Yeah, just say your name it, again. Oh, this is Jake. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. it, it wouldn't have felt right to just like have a random kid up there. So I basically I remember the one thing I said to you was, Dan, I'd much prefer I'd much rather prefer having you on stage hitting holdouts, mm -hmm. just like basic stuff, than having a kid ripping on stage who I don't know. Yeah. Like I just it's right. just I, 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 I even like driving to the show like when we go on tours exactly. and stuff I just want I don't want to have to accommodate for someone you know yeah. so how long have you been playing bass for now I yeah. guess almost like four years honestly four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is pretty crazy to me do you look at like how far you've come in our mar uh, I guess so I mean I'm surrounded by incredible musicians so I always feel like I'm tailing but yeah. how far has he yeah. come guys <laughs> a long way <laughs> incredible yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Matt speaking yeah. I have a video of Dan from like before the first show and he just like could hardly like stay on time with the uh, rude yeah. notes and yeah. now he's just like all over the, yeah. the neck so yeah it's incredible and then Nick was the last piece of the puzzle. Uh, 
really this essential piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the lead guitar? I am, yes. Yeah. yeah. Nick, well, sorry, go ahead. I find that fascinating that you kind of came on, because the lead guitar, let's face it, that's like part Probably. of your signature sound, oh, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, like, what the hell? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, I guess it starts when you guys were on that winter tour, right? Damn right it yeah. does. Yeah. Alright, so you were already a functioning, working band. Yeah, it was, yeah. The, it was the four guys, and okay. we had a tour in guitars. This is Jake speaking. Yeah. And uh, basically what happened was uh, we, we, we made it to Philly. We had played, like, three shows, and it was time to play Philly, and we, uh, it just things weren't meshing with our touring guitarist. Like, he had his own obligations, etc., and basically, um, we called Nick, who had been making songs already. Mm -hmm. Like he had, like he was good on the keys, and uh, just knew how to write a song. Right. And I called him, and basically, me and Matt, and I, because we had to take two sedans that tour, <laughs> and me and Matt called him. We were like, "Hey, man, you'll remember this phone call for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> please be in this band. Like, you you love music. Just learn guitar. I don't care how long it takes." Where were you at the time? Were you back here at I home? Was, I was at home, yep. I remember walking into my bathroom to take the call for some reason. <laughs> and then just being like, all right, let's do it. Like, I'm ready to go. I've always wanted to play an instrument. Uh, I always felt, like, limited in the songs I was making. I wasn't making, like... I felt like I wasn't giving enough organic sounds to what I was doing. Guitar has allowed me to do that, no question. Um, so, yeah, it started there, and then I just put my head down for... A year and a half and just grinded every single day picking it up whatever it was three hours four hours whatever it was to just get as good as I possibly could nice. and he won't admit it but like I sincerely believe he's just he's already surpassed me I've been yeah. playing for like eight years yeah, yeah. he's put me to shame <laughs> yeah. how fast he's picked up the he's killed it he's you're more a rhythm guitarist that, and I, that's something I, that's a beautiful part about I me mean, Nick and I is that like I want to be rhythm. Like some yeah. guys, like want the leads. Yeah. Please no. I'm cool playing the chords and backing them up. Yeah. You know the lyrics, right? Mind you, strictly rhythm. He doesn't want to make it cry or sing. You Who know, said this? It's Dire Straits. And oh. Song, um, Sultan's a swing. Yeah. There's a lyric. Mind you, strictly rhythm. He doesn't want to make yeah, it cry Mar or sing. Yeah. Mark Knopfler, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's the yeah. man. Yeah. He is the man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you get a chance to listen to that song, they talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, so all this is going on, you keep talking about tourists, so let's go back and kind of tell me, like, where you are as far as your uh, body of work, your, disco your discography, yeah. um, if they still call it that, because um, there's not too many discs of any kind left anymore, unless you come into my house, you'll see about 1,500 CDs along the wall, but, um, so tell me a little bit, like, so you're forming this band kind of sporadically as you go through college. Yeah. Um, did you ever get a, a record contract? Or? So, it's a big year. Yeah. That's, that's all I can really say. I don't want to jinx anything, but it, it's a big year. We've had some great meetings. and uh, This year? Yeah. Yeah. This year, like, this like year, within yeah. the last month. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. It's uh, You know, we've been a band, technically, on paper for four years. But like we said, it stumbled. It kind of like, it was me and Matt for a year. Yeah. And then it was me, Matt, and Don, Dan, barely, for like, a, like another year. And like, it wasn't until like... A year and a half, two years ago, yeah, that literally we, a year. Yeah, basically. seriously, that we've actually been a fully culminated thing. About a year. Yeah, exactly. Yes. With so, the five so that's why it hasn't been long, really, at all, since we've really taken it seriously, and uh, that's why I think once we were all together, it, the the work just skyrocketed. So we had Croton, which was which was an EP that we wiped off the face of the planet. And we had that, we, that was your first yeah, ever yeah Cro the recording Croton studio. EP. Yeah, yeah, we named it after Croton Falls train yeah. station. So Croton. And then 
we had We Are Friends, which uh, is close to getting wiped off. <laughs> it's just right there. These are not with any label. These are just no, yeah, independent. And then we had one more independent, which is Wild in Our Ways, which is very, very good. Say that again. Wild in Our Ways. Wild in Our Ways. And uh, you like that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So we had, well, it's one we did right. We took the time. We we meticulously made the songs, and we I so since I went to school for mixing, I mix it to the best of my ability. But there's so much, so much. There's only so much experience you have, so uh, we sent it out to someone who is way better than me. He's a great guy, and uh, his name's Eric Palmquist, and uh, we sent it to him to mix it. We sent it to another guy named Joe Laporta of Sterling Sound, which is a very highly regarded mastering suite in New York, and he mastered it. And he did. They both worked with a lot of artists we liked, and. Uh, and it ultimately resulted in a record that people noticed the production rise. That's like, and that's what we were looking for, is just the professionalism in the record and the image, and it's all one thing. Still not on a label at this point. No, no, no that's why. I think the, la the next, yeah. this past month has been huge, and this next year is big for us. Yeah. And so what do you, you, know, what do you mean by that? that yeah. A lot of uh, building. Yeah. I think I, yeah. There's a... Uh, yeah, Dan. Dan. Uh, nothing too like telling yet but the team is building we're like we're building a team we are with lawyers entertainment lawyers and like they've been helping us out and yeah. getting we, management yeah we've just been getting like uh interest and advice from like other people in the industry and it really feels like it's kind of culminating to now and hopefully yeah and the, go ahead sorry this, this is matt we have uh <laughs> we have like three singles right now that i think our next uh, release won't be like, a compilation like an EP or a record. It's just gonna be singles, just to see how they do out in the world. Mm -hmm. And we've received interest in the past month or two of kind of like once they're done and ready to go, kind of like send it to these people and like we'll shop around a little bit and see see where it goes from there. Like as of now, we can't say mm -hmm. you know something's gonna happen, but like we're yeah. at least like in the ballpark yeah. of like. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think for a while, this is Jake, when you start a band, you're kind of like in the dark about like, we were just talking about this the other yeah. day, about like the secrets of the industry. It's like, you know, like everyone's like, how, how, like if you, if you watch one of your favorite bands in an interview, it's like, how did you make it big? It's just kind of like, oh, this, that, and then it happened. Yeah. It's like, no one shows the background really. Right. I think we're in our background where it's yeah. like, now we're kind of finally weaving ourselves into the industry. It's not, we're not just some local band we're being talked about, you know, behind closed doors. So that's why I think it's a big year. It's hard to get into those conversations, and I think we have it. We have the, what, the means to stay in the game. It's a lot different now than it was, say, in the 60s and 70s. Because back then, the way you got found is you just played and played and played, yeah. you know, from little dives, you know, to opening acts for a larger band. Mm -hmm. Until you hope somebody said, hey, sign on the dotted line. And I so, almost wish that was, yeah. I wish that's how it was, because we're road warriors. Like, we, yeah. you know, we've, we've done a couple, we've, we did, we've done one big tour. It was a two-month country, uh, full country here, but it was, a. Uh, now we're just doing a quick weekend just to because we, we were going to play a college we figured we'd get us some together without any like um officially released music to but like how do you get on these tours i mean um, past credibility yeah. Spotify. yeah yeah spotify too but i mean like it's like a past credibility we played in new york a ton of times we've started selling out the last couple shows when you say you played in new york different uh venue uh, well, you know something, yeah, we've played a ton of different venues in New York, but as of recent, Mercury Lounge has been our go-to. We have a great connect there, and he's been so great to us, and we've been so great to him, so it's a really good relationship. Mm -hmm.
So you just got your foot in the door to all these different uh, clubs and what mm -hmm. have you, and it yeah. just kind of have yeah, well, yeah. Like, off of that. Like yeah. you mentioned, we've opened up for a lot of good bands. On on top of that, we've done we've kind of ran with our own uh, marketing and stuff to pick up our own fans. So yeah. uh, this is Matt. Yeah. We, we, we're we've done uh, a good job of staying on top of like who's releasing this tour, and that time we jump on it right away, or at least like reach out, say, are you looking for support, yada yada. And we've also realized that uh, there's no coincidences in no, the industry. Really, like, yeah. if a band goes on tour with another band, most likely they share management, or the same label, or the same booking agent, whatever it is. Yeah. And even having now signed with these uh, entertainment lawyers, we've talked to them about like, oh, you represent these guys, maybe on their next tour we can support them. So it's like a lot of just like it's just connections. Behind, yeah, yeah exactly connections it. who you know. Plus that, because like, I, you know, growing up I saw some crazy bills of mixed acts that didn't yeah. seem to drive to, I mean, yeah. I don't know if anybody here knows that Jimi Hendrix once opened for the Monkees, so <laughs> on tour, yeah, it's famous, you know, Google that. You know, he left after about three or four shows realizing that I don't think this is a fit for me. <laughs> but, um, and I actually saw the Ramones open for Blue Oyster Cult, two rock bands, but entirely different yeah, styles, you know. Good. And so, um, yeah, so it seems like doing it your way, you're going to have more compatibility, or at least similar. That's exactly, know, and that's the yeah. end goal, is like whenever you support a band or you get support for your own show, whether you're headline or opening, you just want uh, like-minded bands and right. similar sound, because it's just like, uh, that's just... It's just good for the fans. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that leads me to the next question: Is how would you describe your rock and roll? I take it. <laughs> alternative rock, uh, specifically. Rock. Speci okay. Specifically, <laughs> okay. because you know, uh, there's a lot of people categorize as like indie rock or like right. alternative indie, whatever it is. Indie is like its own like. It's just a, a smaller ceiling. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's so it's. It sounds like it's not a big deal. And yeah. it's glad, like we've had, we've been talking to like other people in the industry, and I'm glad that we're like confirmed in this because they totally agree. Where it's like we feel limited in a way by saying like indie because it's just like the genre itself is more like popular, not as like what we say like generational or yeah. like long lasting or anything like that. Like it's very come and go, and like we're really not looking to do something like that. For sure. And yeah, we just enjoy like the more kind of rock setting of like a show and like that. It just fits our image and what we want to be and what we like. Yeah. Well, rock music yeah, well is yeah. on the ropes these days, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah, as far yeah. as heart getting your stuff. There's no really rock radio stations other than classic rock. Some so. of the songs that have been, I mean, I don't really watch the award shows and yeah. stuff, but some of the songs and bands that have been put up for best rock band, best yeah. rock song, it's sad. Yeah. It really oh, yeah. is. And we know like, um, we're not really rock and roll like at all. Like we are rock and roll guys. We don't spend our nights drinking and smoking and, and you know, I getting wasted. I we're, we're in bed by like ten, some of us, and, and but like we're very clean cut dudes. And uh, I think the only thing that's rock and roll about us is the fact that we shred, man. Yeah. We can really we can really rip a song and hit a hit a banger. So I mean, yeah. you know, that's the thing. I think that's how rock and roll is kept alive. Almost like not to sound like rock and roll, man, but. It's just in the music. You know, it doesn't have to be the lifestyle. So I, I think uh, our music speaks for itself. What are some of the influencer bands or artists that you enjoyed growing up that might have had an impact on you? Why don't we start with you? Oh, uh, uh, sure. Uh, well, and, and drummers. <laughs> yeah. My dad uh, had like that, literally tens of thousands of records growing up. So I probably heard a little bit of everything. <laughs> but the Beatles hold a major influence. And then through uh, Jake's influence, bands like. 
uh, The Killers, Coldplay, uh, Walk the Moon, Is It, Up and Rising. Band, no, those three and, are good to like blanket statement, honestly. Yeah, for across the board. I mean, a lot of members of the band have a wide variety of music tastes. Like a lot of us like, you know, some like rap and hip hop and some like uh, electronic music and whatever it is. But I think in terms of the influence of other bands on us, those three are a good uh, representation, blanket the statement. Coldplay, what was the... Uh, Coldplay, The Killers, and Walk the Moon. The last one is the only one I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Walk the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might know one of those songs, Shut Up and Dance. It's like, shut up and dance with me. Yeah. Uh, not hitting a note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what? A, you're <laughs> Um, what about you? You uh, uh, so the the three blankets are kind of mine. I'm yeah. a huge. Uh, well, actually, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen guy. I'm not wearing my shirt right now, but uh, but uh, I think going through high school. Um, so I you write a lot of the lyrics for the. I band. do. Yeah. yeah. Me and so is, between that is Bruce a big. Uh, oh yeah. Influence I, on you when you try to write lyrics because yeah. he's one of the best. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he really knows how to write a narrative. Yeah. Um, but um. Yeah, I, he's a huge influence of mine. I just saw him on Broadway. I was pretty happy oh, about you it. Got to yeah. see one of those shows. You know what it was? Is that my dad and I were lucky enough to win the lottery tickets. That were seventy-five bucks. So, oh, I mean, wow. yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Otherwise, it was like a thousand bones. You know, mm -hmm. who's gonna do that? Yeah. But um, I wanted to go but couldn't afford <laughs> I, it. Yeah, that's exactly. There's no way I would have gone if we didn't yeah. win the lottery. Did you so, the Netflix yeah. special. Huh? Did you watch it on Netflix? No, I did not. You gotta do it, man. Be yeah, like yeah. Bruce. And uh, mm -hmm. but basically, until I found. Like alternative rock, I was like I liked a lot of like rock. Like I liked Green Day, I liked the Chili Peppers, and they're great. I still love them. But um, it wasn't until I found the Killers. They're my everyone knows they're my number one influence. Uh, that's when it. That's when I really started coming to my own. And then Coldplay. They're from Play. Vegas, aren't they? They are from yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. They, and they I love them to death. Mm -hmm. uh, between them, Coldplay, Springsteen, I love Walk the Moon. Those are mine. Okay. But these the, these next two differ for sure. Yeah. I mean I I'm based this Dan here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm based really in like alternative rock, like the Killers, the Walk the Moon, like all like the littler bands from that, or Catfish in the Bottom Man, like kind of like newer artists. So much I like Third Eye Blind, but like when I stem off, it's like Bonnie Bear. I like Bonnie Bear. We don't write anything like that. Um, <laughs> Bonnie Bear. Yeah, Bonnie Bear. B O N space I V E R. He's like oh, I don't even oh okay. I've, I've actually seen that in print. And yeah, never yeah. knew how to. I thought yeah. it was Bon Iver. Yeah, yeah, Bon Iver. You yeah. can say I don't yeah. really know which is which. That I always say, and like the 1975, which are more uh, alternative rock. I like a lot. Um, now you're yeah, a new fun. bass player, yeah. but are there any basses out there that you look at and go, you know, yeah, I want to be like. John Entwistle or yeah. somebody. Yeah. You know, I should probably delve more into Paul McCartney, but in general, well, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm like not too into old, older music, like yeah. older rock music. So yeah. I'm not, and it's like bass. I think is founded like a lot in jazz. Like a lot of people will like look to like jazz musicians mm -hmm. or like kind of like, uh, um, like soul, like Marvin Gaye, like kind of like the bass, like the studio yeah. basses, not yeah. so much like the performing yeah. basses that I know. But, uh, and I aspire to eventually delve into it, but I really haven't, honestly. I've really stuck to, like, the rock roots thus yeah. far. Yeah, like Killers, kind of. Cool. 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 Killers seems to be Bruce a... Bruce Springsteen's bassist is phenomenal, too. Yes. Dan, uh, Talent. Gary? Gary Talent. Gary yeah. Talent. Oh, yeah, he's a yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, his, the whole East Street man. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Me, Dan, and Matt uh, <laughs> waited 10 hours to see Springsteen front row in, at MetLife on the, on the River Tour. Yeah. Oh, and cool. we did it, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Lead guitar. Um, yeah. You know, you guys know, ever go to the uh, 
Putnam music thing. Yeah, Do you guys yeah. know Gus? Yeah, of course. Gus yeah. the man. Yeah, Gus is the... Yeah, he just put out a new CD, by the way. Oh, I just nice. I just did a story with him. Nice. You should go down there and check it out. Um, but, you know, we were... I, we did a story on him because he just released a new CD. And he's also played with... I don't know, back in the 60s, he played with uh, Chubby Checker. What? Yeah, he did? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was Chubby Checker's guitarist for like five years, you know? Did these tours with him that there were, you know, rock and roll tours that had like Chuck Berry and Roy Orbison and all these, you know. You didn't know that about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also toured with, do you remember the Turtles by yeah. any chance? You know, yeah, they were actually, Flo and Eddie, the main guys in Turtles, used to play with Frank Zappa and they were part of the Mothers. So, um, he played with all these guys, so I mean, he, he, I could sit there and talk to him for hours. And anyway, we were talking, and he was saying how when the kids come down to look at his used CDs that he sells and vinyl and stuff like that, he says they all want to, because none of them want Bruno Mars, they all want The Who, they want Zeppelin, no. they want The Beatles, you know, they want the, the, the classic guys because they want to get down to the roots of everything. Mm -hmm. um, and so I said, you know, well, what's with rock music today? The same question I kind of asked you guys. And he said, we don't have any, he was talking about guitarists. He says, we don't have any heroes anymore. Yeah. When I grew up, we had guitar gods, you know, uh, you know, everybody from Hendrix to Clapton to Richie Blackmore and all those people. So um, he said, we don't have any more gods to worship anymore. Are you going to be a god we can worship? Uh, yeah. I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> No, I think I think I think that kind of speaks to my guitar playing though. Like I don't try and I think like the whole element of our band is like not to not one part to shine out. You know, like one every part needs to be kind of like cohesive and sound like a unit. Uh, and so I've kind of picked up like a little bit of um, stuff from like as far as playing style goes from Johnny Marr. Mm -hmm. I think he's got just like incredible quick arpeggios. It always sounds like he's moving. I love his grooves. Uh, Beach Boys probably had the biggest impact on me. No kidding. I would say, yeah. Um, just like the rich harmonies, uh, super melodic songs. I love those. Uh, Production values there. Yeah, the incredible. Um, but yeah, I listen to legitimately everything besides country. I, I really, <laughs> that's the one I just cannot get into. Yeah. Nick has a very okay. wide palette. Probably yeah. with the exception of like a Johnny Cash, right? Yeah, oh, I love Johnny oh, Cash. Yeah. Don, yeah. Don would yeah. be the country Well, guy. when he does Nine Inch yeah. Nails covers, you know, Don, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I love soul music. I love, like, I love a lot of the soundtrack stuff, like Elmer Bernstein. Um, you probably have the most diverse music that's palette what I'm saying, in the band. Yeah, yeah by far. Is it, if there's one or two lead guitarists from the rock era yeah. that jump out at you, you know, oh, who would you, uh, That's yeah. tough. I would say Hendrix, because, like, I don't know, ah, maybe not Hendrix, God, no, I think it is Johnny Moore, actually, because he's just, he's so, like, not, um... Is he M-A-R-R? -R -R? Yeah, M-A-R-R, -R, yeah. He's not, like, trying to put out, like, the most, um, loud-sounding or, like, solo-sounding riffs. They're right. more just, like, serving the songs super well. Right. They're fitting the songs really well. It's super hard stuff to play, but cool, cool-sounding. I forget who it was that once said it's... Not always the notes that you play, but the notes that you don't, you know, yeah. no, you know, kind of like knowing when to leave it alone, Definitely, you know, yeah. um, is just as important. And, it's really the theme of us, really. Yeah. Is that, yeah. it's just Jake, uh, it's like, I keep saying it, like, it's the sum of the parts, because like, we make sure that the song, it's, it's all about the songs, yeah. at the end of the day, it's not about, it's not about the individual, it's just about 
is it, you know what, what serves the song. That's exactly it. If I if if Nick if, if Nick's guitar solo serves the song and he needs to shred as hard as he can, if there's gonna be a drum solo, that's cool if it's for the song. But you know, right. we just don't. There's no reason to have anyone just take the front for just no reason. What was the first significant tour you guys got on? You know, when you were first starting out. You know, we just graduated. Matt and I spent the second half of our senior year of college um, booking it. We booked a two-month tour uh, ourselves. And just, just you guys. Yeah, just, but like, yeah, and like, but we curated the entire thing where it's like some cities we got the venue, then got the bands, and vice versa. Sometimes we got the bands and then pitched it to a venue, and it's not an easy thing to do. And like, uh, there aren't a lot of bands that can do that. You know, it's getting on the phone. How would you get their attention? Send them a sample of your music. Yeah, and that's that. Yeah, and we we at the time we only had we are friends, but that's why this new one wild in our ways. It's just like it's almost like your resume. I hate to compare it to like a like a real life job situation, but it kind of is that where it's yeah. like they take a look and you just need to show a certain amount of professionalism. Right. Yeah, because well, they're not going to bring you in sight on scene. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And like some people want to know what your number is going to be in a city you've never been in, and that's uh, it's hard. It's tough. It's <laughs> yeah. but you make it happen. Yeah. yeah. So you played in. Um, what are some of the cities that you, you know, that you said Philly yeah. earlier? We, we, you know, I, and I'll just say excluding, excluding New York, uh, a lot of the cities that we have, I'll say demand in, like we're, we're, we're for the next tour, like the next two monther that we're looking to play is like Atlanta, Orlando, Nashville, Dallas, LA, obviously, because yeah. we just moved there, yeah. uh, Dallas, Phoenix, Phoenix is a big one. Toronto. Those are upcoming ones. Yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. Like, so we're book, we're gonna book a countrywide tour of the next one, and uh, but those are the ones that we're seeing a lot of demand. Where it's like you need you want to get out there at this point because like people are asking you to see them, you know. And uh, this is Matt. Like Jake said, the first time around, we would like kind of gather local bills, uh, like depending on the city we went to. But this next full country tour that we're trying to set up, we're really looking to have like two or three bands on the bill the entire time that like have demand in each city themselves yeah. supporting you guys with you as the uh, opening it act it depends because yeah. like you can do like you, you do headline trade-offs you know if someone does better in um in tampa than you do whatever it is you flip-flop yeah you flip-flop yeah. and like we're gonna kill it in new york all right you're gonna kill it in san francisco cool let's switch yeah you know uh, see like i said back in the days you'd have the opening act unplugging the, uh, the the supporting actor like no yeah. <laughs> no sound check or you know yeah, yeah. or you have to be in a eight by eight space you know no drum riser you know because there was so much competition it seems like there's so much uh, you know support now instead you know it's interesting yeah. that you touch on that too is that like we've talked about it is that the I guess if you want to lump it all together indie rock alt rock whatever. All the upcoming bands and the bands that are, have even made it, there it's such a small market. You wouldn't believe it. Like at first you're like, oh man, there's a million bands out there, but there really aren't. There's like, there's sure there's a million bands. Someone bought a guitar and covered something on Instagram. That's cool. But like at the end of the day, there aren't a lot of bands that are putting it out there and grinding and actually doing it the real way and like genuinely making a run for it. You know, and that and it it speaks volumes of at least ourselves and the other bands that are in our category where it's like you're actually doing it. Because I just read an interview with Joe Elliott, who's the lead singer of Def Leppard, because they just oh, got no. inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah, Fame. And in the interview, he was talking about their first break, big break was when Queen asked them to be their opening act on an American mm -hmm. tour. So they said, great. Uh, so he was talking about what an awful experience it was the first month in, because 
they were squished together on stage. They had all the things I just mentioned. They weren't allowed to have a, a, a sound check. Um, they weren't allowed to have you know this kind of lighting or anything. It was and you know they got 40 minutes and then after that pull the plug and and so at one point Brian May comes into him and says, "Yo, how's it going?" He says, "To be honest with you, it sucks." And he's like, "Why?" And he tells him all these things. He said, "Next day everything changed. Really? That, that Brian fixed everything, you know." Uh-huh. And he says. We have full stage. We have sound check. We have full on lighting, and you know, oh and he goes. The rest of the, sh- the rest of the tour was America was amazing, and that kind of stuff happened all the time back in the day. So you're saying it's uh, a lot more simpatico between the bands. It is now, for you know, sure. Yeah. We're all in this boat together, so to speak. Yeah. Right? yeah. So um, just thought I'd share that. I thought it was yeah. a cool story. No, that, that is <laughs> a cool, cool. that is really cool. Yeah, I like Brian May a lot. Yeah. Oh. He's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, a lot of the somebody you should follow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the music we listen to and the bands we like, I think a lot of it is uh, you have to like the band and like and not just musically. Yeah. Because like there's a lot of bands I like their music, but I don't like the band as not as people. I've never met them, but like their image, the way they conduct mm-hmm. themselves publicly, yeah. it doesn't jive with me. So I, I think I I really need to love the person and the band. Yeah to get into their music even more to bring yeah. it to another level so like that's why even someone like Brian May is so kind and uh, and just giving and he that's why I, I, I that's why I like Queen a lot too it's yeah. like it's more than the music oh yeah they're good people um, Brian May made his own guitar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he carved it out of a, um, a mantle a uh, fireplace crazy. mantle that is crazy and then wound his own pickups which is why his guitar has that sound and no other yeah. guitarist has that signature yeah. and you know what's crazy all his backup guitars of that guitar yeah. is made by a guy in Australia apparently who custom makes his guitars yeah. trying to like replicate it he said he's never played yeah. one that's closer than like that, that guy's wow. yeah. for his, like if he, if he pops a string on stage right. or something like that you know? right yeah. Wow. yeah but he still has the original yeah, yeah. crazy yeah he's got a name for it too red or something like that mm. he plays with a nickel or something or a coin not a nickel but some type of coin too he doesn't play with a pick wow. really yeah he plays with a, wow. he plays with a coin wow. yeah. yeah yeah that's why he's got that really unusual especially on his leads you know, yeah. you know uh, that I've never heard I mean there's been people who've tried to copy it but you know, unless you have the guitar it's hard to do right so. Um, so that you're you're all you, you live in LA now. Yeah. Yeah. You decided to make that your headquarters, your home base. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we had done a lot here that we were proud of, and now I think it was time to try to capture a different market while we're running. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, I lived in LA for 20 years. So. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 19 years actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I was a writer out there. So. Really? Did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, you know, and then like after dealing with traffic and stuff like that and then I used to tell people I miss the changing of the seasons and then I moved back here it turns out that's highly overrated <laughs> yeah um, uh, you know and yeah I, if I found a window of opportunity to figure out a way to get back there I'd probably do it you wow. know because I just I'm not a winter person anymore and I, I miss the food you know um so um yeah I loved LA when I was there so, yeah um worked on magazine for like 10 years as an editor Wow. It was fun. Yeah, it was, nice. it was really it was cool. Good time here. So um, you moved to LA. Um, what's one final question I wanted to ask you? Oh, the story. So you're back here for a little mini tour. What's yeah, going on right now? We we were uh, we were booked at a college, SUNY Cortland, to play their fe- uh, Springfest. So once we booked that, uh, we booked it months ago, like in 
in the fall. Yeah. At this point, we uh, we figured we just do a couple more shows while we we're out here. You know, I can't. I, yeah. It's tough to call it a tour because it's just a little stretch of shows. But we call it a weekend tour. You know. Yeah. So besides SUNY Portland, where else do you? We have playing? New York, uh, Philly, Boston. That's it. All right. Four and, shows. Then. Yeah. It was gonna be five, but we 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 we, uh, we had to. One of them just didn't work out. But Boston's gonna be cool. You know, there's this little thing called So Far Sounds. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. And basically, it's a it's a big new uh, like with movement, I guess, mm -hmm. for in music where it's their uh, organization that's set up across the country, and uh, they in each city will put up a secret show. So let's take Sarah's House of Health for a second. Uh, so Far Sounds would say there's gonna be a show with three bands in a secret location in New York City. All right, cool. It's going to be at, and then like a week before the show, it's going to say, it's being hosted at Sarah's House of Health. The three bands are going to go there. Super, you, like there's no phones allowed. You come, you enjoy the music, and that's it. It's like a pop-up concert. It is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's really cool, too. Yeah. And uh, the one in Boston sold out, so it's, it, there's usually 100 people at them, which is, and the best part about it is that it's just 100, like, fans of music. Like, the people that are going know what to expect, mm -hmm. and they know what, what's expected of them is, like, you know, to watch. All the shows are going to be done that way? No, just the one in Boston. Oh, okay. The other ones are full on. Do you have tissues inside, Miss Montgomery? Yeah. <laughs> that pollen getting Different, to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anything else you guys want to add? You know, I'm going to have to condense this down as yeah. it is. But also, yeah. I think the number one thing I, I'd like to say is that we got a lot of new music coming this summer and, and we're only going up. So yeah. This year's and, a big year. If people want to find your music, they can go... Spotify, iTunes, every, every, all music all distribution sites. All the traditional sites. Yeah. sites, yeah. Um, and can they buy a CD? Yeah, oh yeah. At your show, no, and on our, and on our website. website. Oh, we you have, have a website. Yeah, What's the, the website? Friendsofthefalls.com. Friendsofthefalls.com. So they can order even the ones that you're not so proud of, they're no, still available? No, they're not, but the new one is. The new ones, they're, they're nice. We got a lot of CDs for those. Yeah. All right. yeah. The others, too, you want to jettison and pretend they never happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. Croton's, we, we know Google still has Croton on there. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, and they don't have Wild in Our Ways. We, yeah. we joke about bands that we call test tube babies, where we, we look them up online and we see that they're like massive and filling up these big rooms, but they've released they like have five songs. Yeah, they've released only like five songs. We're and like, they're playing. How is that possible? It's not possible. It's like <laughs> they definitely just like built up kind of like we're doing and then just wipe their entire discography and like start from <laughs> scratch at that level. And I don't so. even think we want to do that. We just, yeah, we, just exactly. we just raised Croton and soon to be we are friends because they're bad. You know, it's not because they're the production. Any the production. Yeah, yeah, the songs aren't bad. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm and I'm super hard on. We still play some of the songs from there live. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah there's one on We Are Friends that I don't think we'll ever stop playing. Yeah, yeah. It's called Runner in the Night. It's one of our favorite songs. Uh -huh. and that's in the. I, I'm a little hard on it, especially because I primarily wrote it. I just uh -huh. think it's not. It's It's a starting point. Right. It's yeah. a start. I, the, no one just starts and just writes the best song in the world. You know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if people look this up, we want it to be, like, representative of where we're at. And if, like, like Jake said, Wild No Ways is something that we're all really proud of. And not that We Are Friends isn't, but, like, we just want everything to be even keel. And, and Wild In Our Ways is kind of an ironic title, because from what you were just telling me, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not in the, in the, in in the, the textbook classic. way. Yeah, yeah, in the, in yeah. the PG way. In the PG way. Like, you know, we, uh, well, we did, we did, like I said, we've been friends for a while. We did a lot of cliff jumping together, yeah, skydiving, and uh, part, yeah. we, we all can backflip and stuff. And travel, adventure. Tra yeah, it's oh. more of an adventurous way. Than, okay, like, that's yeah. the way you're wild. Right? Yeah. Okay. You know? Not driving a car to the hotel. No, not at all. No way. It's more like... 
more like making. No We're more like making our bed for the hotel people right before we wake up. You know, that's what we do. We're sleeping on the top floor. Yeah, exactly. But you know, at this point. The, I think our writing is strong. That's that's what that's kind of another thing I want to convey is that like you know I was writing all the songs then. While in our ways, I wrote a bulk of the songs, but like we wrote them together. But like you know, but now at this point, Nick and I probably have a close to a 50-50 split, and uh, he really keeps me on my toes, man. It's it's really nice because Nick writes basically a great song idea a day, and like I just have to like compete. Don's been it's phenomenal a, too. It's a, yeah, Don. Oh, Don, our keyboard player, he is killing it. And he yeah. makes great sounds. Yeah. So like, at, and at the end of the day, it's for one thing. So it's it's, it's unbelievable that yeah. we're getting three people to really write a majority of the just unbelievable songs. Yeah. So it's good that you have the synergy uh, between band members yeah. that will do that. Because oh, yeah. oftentimes within a band, there'll be jealousy. He writes all the songs. You know? yeah. Once you start getting. Um, uh, residuals and royalties and stuff like that. Who writes the songs becomes very important. Well, we important. actually we all we, ju we just went through all that paperwork and we just did even split because there's no reason yeah. to fight over the money or anything. We're doing it to because we like to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more so uh, distribution of credit is important. To, yeah. Like if like this person started the song or like wrote majority of the song, like make it known that that was it. But like we all show up for you know a tour, rehearsal, whatever it is. We feel like uh, financially an even split is fair. I yeah. agree. So. Yeah, have you guys seen Bohemian Rhapsody? The movie? Yeah, yeah, we saw. You noticed that was an issue within Queen. For they, sure. they finally, like, they broke up and they came back together and they said, "Okay, no more individual song credits." They yep. called Freddie. Everybody gets credit, no matter what. And yeah, he right. agreed to that. It's, it just becomes problematic. The way, the way we do it is, if you conceive the song, your name comes first, mm -hmm. and then after that. Just however much yeah, you did. Because yeah. usually everybody takes what you did and kind of shapes it into the final product. Yeah, so and right. especially because like when I when I write a song, I'll write for the guys too. Like we all write. It's just like you all write for the next. You write for the person next to you. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm writing a song like uh, we have a song called Street Like Kids, it's our se our second single of the last record, uh, and I basically the whole bridge I wrote for basically Don. Like and, and like he, there's a beautiful piano part in there that goes uh, overlooked. And then I went a step further and wrote bass for Dan to yeah. counterpoint Don's piano. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. Like when I sit down and write, I'm not like I, I'm like, oh, this is great, you know, for the song. But then I think about how I could take everyone's talents and put them into the song, you know. Final question: What's your ultimate rock and roll fantasy? I mean, where do you see headlining at Giant Stadium or um, yeah. uh, Lollapalooza <laughs> or something? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, festivals would be really festival like Any Glastonbury. Festival. I love like just famous festivals. You know, you saw Woodstock. Killers are headlining Woodstock, which I'm excited about. Yeah, but uh, to get to your question, honestly, is uh, we're we've always said we have an anthemic arena sound. And it's easy for someone to say, "Oh, I want to play MSG." But like we belong in MSG. That's the difference, okay. you know. So, uh, so playing Madison Square Garden would be like a ultimate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just getting. I think we do it for the live shows. That energy. So the bigger that can get, that's that's what we're that's what we're yeah. doing.